And I've had a good time since I've been back as well. Let me get this gum out of my mouth. I just realized I had gum in my mouth. Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm One Dude Parker. I'm Two Dude Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is uh, Two Dudes, Where's My Car? I'm I'm pretty sure that's the theme. It's been kind of a while since we've been, we've been here. Um, but this episode, we were talking about Ford versus Ferrari. That's Jeff's pick. But first... Jeff, what else have you been streaming? So if you'll remember, it might have been a couple of months ago, we were talking about how just the romantic comedy was dead. I'd given it another try with, I think it was called Your Place or Mine. Had high hopes because it had Ashton Kutcher, Reese Witherspoon, and I don't know, I just it just didn't do it for me. So I'm like, yeah, that, that genre is just dead. There's just there's little, little hope. But I did give it another chance, and I placed my trust in the hands of a couple of people you've probably heard of, Mr. Mm-hmm. George Clooney and Miss Julia Roberts. I mean, two icons of our generation, or maybe not our generation, but our time, I guess. Um, they were in a movie called, I believe it's called A Ticket to Paradise. Never seen it. Um, it's on, I think it was on Netflix either netflix or amazon but i'm thinking it might be netflix so i remember when it hit the movie theaters um just because like i said it was a romantic comedy and they don't put very many of those out here lately especially at the movie theater right um but i'm gonna say it was actually pretty good it it gave me a little bit of hope that maybe there's still little life left it's probably still a little bit on life support romantic comedy genre but it was pretty good. I, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, George Clooney, Julie Roberts, excellent as always. They they work well together. They have awesome chemistry. Uh, so they they did well. It was uh, it was a pretty good movie. Cool, dude. I I mean, like, how many movies have they been in together at this point? Like George Clooney and Julie Roberts. That is a good question. I mean, obviously they've done uh, how, how many of the ocean eight type movies were they in oh my god they were in like at least four right yeah no I've... at least three because there was there's oceans 11 12 and then 13 but i think there was also oceans eight but i don't know if they were both in that one because i actually never watched that one i know sandra bullock was in that one but no. i can't remember i can't remember i actually didn't i did not watch it so i can't even pretend um cool 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 yeah, I did confirm it is called Ticket to Paradise. Okay, cool. Awesome. How about you? Um, your, your busy traveling life lately. Did you? Yes. Yeah, so um, we were supposed to release this episode last week, but because of um, my busy life and, you know, uh, you know, my anxiety levels, I was not able to record on the night that we were doing this because I was preparing for a trip to 
New York City, uh, the first time I'd ever been there. So that was a blast. I had such a such a fun time. And then we took one day down to DC. Um, me and one of our friends, actually one of our mutual friends, uh, we went down there to DC and yeah, spent the day down there for her birthday. And I saw, be- uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, um, but I saw Beetlejuice the musical again. Uh, down there that was really fun but i will talk about something that i've been streaming uh kind of live actually um it's been on bravo i'm sure some of the people you know especially the ones that already know that like i'm into like the sloppy reality shows sometimes um like you know we've talked about a lot like love is blind obviously and then i've previously mentioned that like i went through a phase where i was into like the bad girls club um and now i've to talk about uh Vanderpump Rules, like that show is crazy. Um, I actually just got into it like a couple of weeks ago um, from a friend, and they um they got me into it. Super man, like, and I literally could not have gotten into it like I guess at a better point because <laughs> um yeah, there's like infidelity going on, and like this show's been going on for I think like ten seasons. I'm pretty sure, and so yeah it's 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 like this thing like is just happening like these people that have been together on the show like some infidelity is coming up just now in the show so it's nice and juicy um yeah it's called vanderbump rolls it's on uh, bravo and i'm i'm pretty sure you can catch reruns on like hulu and stuff like that i'm pretty sure Sweet. But yeah super fun um so jeff ford versus ferrari this is your pick um i'm sure there's Tons of information that you can tell me about this film. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff out there. Um, of course, the the two big heavy hitters in the movie, Matt Damon and Christian Bale, neither need any kind of introduction. They've been in a ton of stuff. Just two phenomenal actors. Uh, they're they're two of the guys that um, in the industry that they can play a wide range of roles. I mean, you can literally stick them into anything yeah. and they're generally going to do a, a stand-up job. Christian Bell, probably personally responsible for getting me reinterested in the Batman franchise again. Oh, for sure. Um, so uh, just in Matt Damon, gosh, I, I love Matt Damon. just about everything he's been in. So, uh, so a movie with them two guys is going to have high hopes regardless. Who, who would you be your favorite out of those two? Would it be Christian Bale or Matt Damon? Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I feel like I I feel like the answer is easy, but yeah. Well, uh, I would probably lean towards Matt Damon only really? because, and it's not even necessarily that I like his movies better. I just find him more likable as a person. Yeah. Okay, Maybe. I can see that. I can see that. Um, but, but yeah, now Christian Bell probably does more of the type of movies I like a little better. Yeah. But um, but yeah, those two guys are awesome. Yeah, uh, if I was having a beer with somebody, it would be Matt Damon. But if I wanted to like pick an actor, it would be Christian Bale for sure. Because he's just, I don't know, I feel like he's one of those that like transforms himself on like every role that he's in you know and matt damon's always like matt damon you know yeah but like i've even seen christian bale like recently in films where i'm like i didn't even realize it was him i think it was like in uh thor the new one the love and thunder he was like the main um villain in that and it took me like 30 minutes before i was like holy shit that's christian bale 
you know and like and like and once i realized it i was like how did i not realize it was him but like like i said he he gets so lost in characters sometimes that i'm just like yeah and like when it, when there's such like a high profile actor like that and it's still as if they're able to do that it just blows my mind so love christian bale 100 better than oh. matt damon as far as acting goes yeah, well, that, that kind of that will tie me into my first fact on this. Uh, All right. According to Matt Damon, Christian Bell had to lose seventy pounds before filming began. Uh, so uh, he had previously gained a lot of weight for his role in the movie Vice in two thousand eighteen, and had about seven months to lose it all. Uh, when Matt Damon asked him, "Hey, dude, what was your secret in losing all that weight?" He was like, "I just simply didn't eat." <laughs> <laughs> so not the best diet, I would recommend but uh but yeah like you said bell's one of those guys that uh he he takes on many different looks in a lot of the roles and he completely sells out to it um definitely dedicated to his craft um he also took driving lessons at the bondurant high performance driving school um so he, he was definitely prepping for the role as best he could uh, he also got to hear stories of the actual 1960s racing scene because the founder of the school that he went to was a good friend of Ken Miles. So he got a lot of inside information. Um, So it was kind of neat there. Um, And actually Matt Damon said the number one reason he wanted to do this movie. I I found this a little bit surprising, not because of the reason, but because of the fact behind the reason he wanted to work with Christian Bale, which tells me they had never worked together before, which I found that that's what I found interesting is two of those guys, as many movies they've been in over the years, evidently this was the first time, not unless he has worked together and he was just saying that he really wanted to do it again, but I <laughs> right. took it as uh, they had worked with him before. Uh, actually, Jim Caviezel was originally set to play Ken Miles. Oh, uh, I, do like, I do like Jim Caviezel, but I don't know if he'd have done it as good a justice as uh, Christian Bale did in this particular movie. No. So in order to just some of the, I guess, shooting challenges as far as a movie like this, in order to recreate the Le Mans circuit as it existed in the 60s, the scenes taking place on the actual racetrack had to be shot in five different locations. Obviously, this was a little bit of a challenge as far as continuing it. Continue. Wow. What's that word, Parker? Continuation. Continue. It ends with the uity. <laughs> Continuity. <laughs> There we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> In terms of continuity, that makes that sounds a lot better. Uh, so not only did the cars have to be correctly placed for each shot, but the weather had to be consistent as well. Uh, so you can imagine how tough that was using five different locations oh, and having man. to get the shots, the cars. That had to be a freaking nightmare. I'm glad I was not my responsibility. But uh, so let's see what else we got here. Uh, I mean, obviously, this a lot of the movies based on you know real life characters. Obviously, uh, Lee Lacoca. Is that his name? I that's that a good. Right? You, you got me on that one, brother. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he he actually died on July second, two thousand nineteen, at the age of ninety four, just four months before the movie was released. Obviously, he was one of the main characters in the movie. Um, so another interesting fact is, um, Christian Bale was actually originally set to play Enzo Fiari in Michael Mann's movie title Fiari, uh, which is possibly coming out later this year. 
but he dropped out due to concerns he had regarding actually getting the proper weight and time for the movie. And the role eventually went to Adam Driver. So it's crazy mm-hmm. how in this movie, obviously Enzo is a character in the movie. Yeah. And he had to drop a lot of weight <laughs> to get the role that he did. And he was eventually going to play another character in the movie in a completely different movie and have to gain a lot of the weight when he couldn't do it. Um, interesting tie-in. Obviously, the movie's about Ford versus Fiari. Well, in World War II, Ford built B-24 bombers, the same B-24 bombers that were used to bomb Italy and several of the Fiari plants. Hmm. So I don't think that was really mentioned in the movie, but that's a little interesting fact. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the reason he left that one out. Let's see. I'm, we'll try to keep it a little bit more simple. A lot of the stuff, the interesting facts, is just a little too much. Maybe for car enthusiasts, I don't think yeah. neither neither one of us necessarily are. No, but one thing that I don't think was really pointed out in the movie, it, it might have been the kind of mentioned at the end, where they're kind of, you know, they kind of tell you like, "Hey, this this guy did this," blah blah blah. Mm. But um. The GT40 did win Le Mans four years in a row, 1966 to 1969. Um, there was actually a good bit of, of resentment as the Americans continually winning a European race. So because of this, they changed various rules to the disadvantage of the GT40, including placing a limit on the engine side. So after the 1969 win, not the best of sportsmanlike, but the rules were changed so drastically that it basically prevented the GT40 from ever being allowed to enter ever again. <laughs> uh, eventually, since uh, obviously it, the movie kind of hits on this, it was a huge cost to, to Ford to um, invest in the GT40 and then kind of prove that it, it can win these type of races. Uh, so after it, basically after the, you know they won the first two, uh, Henry Ford kind of said, you know what, we we went after my goal. Um, it's one of those where I don't know how accurate the movie portrayed his real life character, but he kind of comes across as like, don't double dog dare me type thing. <laughs> and right. I'll, I'll go to the ends of the w- world to prove you wrong. That's kind of what this felt like. Yeah. And it's like he accomplished that. And so at that point, they they quit, you know, putting so many resources to the GT40. And even though they won a third and a fourth time, the third and fourth wins were not actually by Ford-owned teams, but by independents. Um, so he was actually only involved in the first two wins. Um, Ford actually distanced themselves from the film before it was released because of its portrayal of Leo Bebe, or Bebe, as an antagonist. Uh, so evidently, the not have thought that was a true representation of the real life character. And it's possible it wasn't. Hollywood likes to, you know, create. Somebody's got to be. Yeah. And a little bit more entertainment purposes. And a little dramatization never hurt anybody. Exactly. So, any idea what you think Matt Damon and Christian Bale said their favorite scene was to film? Oh, man. Um... Maybe the wrench throwing scene. No, but it's very close. It was actually their fight scene. Okay. <laughs> oh, the one, dude, that was one of my favorites. That was one yeah. of my favorites. That, that was great. And they, they had joked how, you know, obviously, you know, with the movies they've done, Matt Damon coming from the Jason Bourne series, Christian Bell, obviously, in Batman and all his other ones. 
you know, they said it's funny how they've had numerous fight scenes that you would rehearse weeks, train weeks just for a particular fight scene. They were like, yeah, we may rehearse 15, 20 minutes for that particular scene. <laughs> That's <laughs> which, awesome. Which to me made it so great. It was, yeah, uh, it was just, it, it was funny. It looked like uh, an actual fight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. That's all. I think that's going to be all I throw out there. I might throw in a okay. couple more as you're giving your what I think is going to be a an, an an A recap. Oh boy, are you wrong about that? <laughs> oh man. So I haven't. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> so I watched this movie. I actually watched it about two weeks ago, and then my plan was to watch it. You know, like once we like move the podcast, and I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely gonna have to rewatch it. And it's the only time I've watched it. I watched it two weeks ago. And, you know, that's bef before I went to New York and all of that. So that's happened before that. And I was like, oh, I'll definitely catch it, you know, when I get back before we, you know, do the podcast. I'll watch it again to recap. And they had taken it off of, what was it, Hulu, I think. It was, they <laughs> took it off. And so I was like, well, I'm obviously not renting it. So I'm definitely not going to be... Um, an A plus this week. Uh, so yeah, um, be prepared for probably the worst grade that I'm ever going to get on this podcast. <laughs> well, it, it is the end of the school year. So everybody's just kind of, you know, yeah, it's the end of the school year, bro. It fucking it's ready for summer. I'm ready to get on the beach. And Parker's like, I already know I'm passing. I can afford one bag. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this isn't my final. This is like one of those tests that, you know, like you've already got the final grade submitted and you just know that it's like, yeah, you know, you just coast on it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah. So I guess we will get into it. Um, for those of you that have never listened to this show before, the way that we recap this show, uh, me, a guy with ADHD, watches the movie, takes absolutely no notes, and tries to recap it completely from memory, um, in the form of an audio essay in which Jeff will grade me on at the end on a basically a school grade of a plus to an f a plus being like you watched the movie and you got every detail right down to the piston and an f being like bro you did not watch ford versus ferrari you obviously watched cars um so yeah um we are going to get into this horrible horrible rendition and i promise you that i did watch the movie <laughs> i did not watch cars um Although this is still a good movie, definitely. Well, cars. <laughs> well, well, to your advantage, it's probably been a couple of weeks since I watched the movie. So <laughs> okay, cool. So we're on the same page. Yeah. So like whatever I remember, you might you probably you're just gonna go along and nod your head. Cool, cool, cool. Um, awesome. So we're going to start out um with Matt Damon, who is I could I'm actually probably gonna do at least for most of them their actual character names this one because i feel like i can get i can do that better um but yeah i'm totally gonna mess this up i'm so ready to mess this up it's not even funny so <laughs> we start out with um shelby you know he has um he has been injured he's no longer able to race and um meanwhile ford is also you know trying to you know become the best like leading in like car manufacturing so they are coming up with this plan to buy ferrari and um and so you know like they're coming up with this plan 
and they want to win and like this is the thing that is like i have no idea what any of these races are i know that like there's like the le mans which is like this 24-hour race um and ferrari you know is always one ford hasn't even finished um and so like they're being like real antagonistic about it and i believe that the deal is right like part of the sale is that if ford can beat ferrari then they'll sell right is that, that that's how it goes is that what it is um because i'm like i said i'm not a car dude so i kind of like i know that's like a catalyst for this whole movie yeah it's like what the reason was like why yeah, they had I, to i remember but, he made he made a trip out there yeah um and I, I know i just remember it didn't go well Okay, so yeah, so like basically, like yeah, so basically, like they get into like a disagreement there. Um, maybe it was maybe Ferrari was just kind of like offended by the idea, and so Ford, like they take it upon themselves to defeat Le Mans and uh, BB, um, who I forget like what his exact place is in the Ford world. He um, he, he gets. Shelby on board to was wasn't he the one that hired Shelby originally um, to get um to come up with a car to like to come up with a car to beat Ferrari right or somebody did if it wasn't BB it was somebody else it doesn't matter so Shelby design like decides to you know um design this car so she he tries to get his um. His friend Miles, who is a you know a racer, and he's like this engineer. He tries to enlist him to help him design this new car. Um, and you know, at first, like you know, Shelby's kind of against it, and um, you know, he gets like affinity, throws a wrench at Shelby. Oh, I'm sorry, Miles is against it. He throws a wrench at Shelby, and then you know, uh, Shelby tells them to like frame this wrench, and. Um, Molly, Miles's wife, you know, she's like all for it and everything. Then uh Yeah. And so like Ford, um, I think it's like BB and Ford and all of them are there like against, you know, hiring Miles. Um, after they designed it, they want him to drive it. They're against hiring Miles, and uh and so like they uh they race in the oh my gosh i actually know what was the race that they raced in first with miles uh, i'm not good at remembering the details like that see yeah okay you're in the same boat with me you no know i know i know they did daytona <laughs> but that wasn't that i cannot wasn't cheat off of your one. paper bro yeah okay so we'll skip over that and then they get to daytona um and you know miles uh He's had, he's, you know, he's not doing too bad, but he's not quite uh, there. You know, Shelby writes on a, you know, this piece of, piece of like cardboard metal type thing, uh, you know, 7,000 plus, plus, um, was it give him hell? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so he does and he winds up winning that race. Um, and then, you know, like there's still, they still kind of are against, um, hiring miles to try to run the Le Mans because they think that he's, you know, like a little too reckless. They've, um, you know, he's, he's kind of like, 
the break the breaks went bad in the Daytona, right? Or was that at the beginning of Le Mans? Because I'm completely I'm completely like for this. I I know it was early on, and they definitely had to make a lot <laughs> okay. of al- alterations. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So they, um, you know, Henry Ford the uh, second is definitely like against you know hiring, um, and this is actually one of my favorite scenes. And you know, BB they hide, they take BB and they lock him in the office, and Shelby um, gets Ford in the GT40 and drives real fast, and you know Henry Ford's over here like freaking out basically breaking down into tears and realizes that not just anybody can hop, you know, behind the wheel. It takes a certain person. And he basically, you know, kind of freaks out Henry Ford into realizing that, that he knows what he's talking about. And so they hire miles to race the 1996 Le Mans and they, um, you know, they are, uh, you know, first he turns it down, but then his, um, Miles' wife Molly gets him in the car and starts speeding herself and um, convinces him to do it. And then, uh, yeah, he's he's doing pretty well in the race. Um, and then his door like comes off, and so they hammer it back on, and he's back in the race, and he's making up some good time. Uh, yeah, and then you know, toward the end of it, he's like very far in the lead, and Ford, you know, is like, "Hey, you know," and the other two Fords are like, you know, going to be in first, second, and third. So he's like, "Hey, you know, like we'll slow down," and you know, he orders them to slow it down so they can all three finish at the same time, which Shelby does not like. He is totally against it, but he kind of like lets it up to Miles on what to do, and Miles, you know, he kind of. um in a, in a moment of like being humble, he slows down and allows the other two cars to finish across the finish line with him, um, which is like, you know, a really big moment for, uh, for Ford. And they actually don't even give him the technically the winning. Uh, they don't they don't call him the winner. They call McLaren the winner, um, which is, you know, pretty upsetting and depressing for miles and you know shelby and um eventually we find out at the end on the epilogue that you know of course one of the even though i'm not a car guy i know what a shelby is you know shelby mustang (laughs) and uh you know he goes on to you know be one of the greatest manufacturers in muscle car history racing history and miles even though he didn't get the win um he was later you know he's still made into the racing hall of fame and that was that's it the end oh now and, and they also showed miles dying at the end but you oh know. yeah 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 <laughs> just minor <laughs> details <laughs> but uh all right so much like students usually just ready for summer break you know teachers are too so you know sometimes teachers like you know what screw it they put their name on it they turned it in i'm gonna give them a b so All right. <laughs> I'll I'll give you a B because you put your name on it, you turned it in. <laughs> Thanks, Teach. I appreciate that. Now it's time for summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jeff, what did you think about this movie? Out of wait, wait, is it your turn? To yeah, you can you can pick out of All right, out I'll, of five. I'll I'll do the obvious choice here, which will be out of five wrenches. 
Nice. Um, I feel like that's only fitting. Um, so this is uh, this one. This I'm stumbling over my own words because I'm just I'm not even sure how to word this. So very good movie. Uh, steep contrast to the one we watched the previous week. Uh, part of the was it Fast Seven? I think. Um, so yeah, I think so. I, I really enjoyed this movie, and and I think for for both you and I, since we're both not necessarily car enthusiasts, um, if you can get me to like a racing movie, you, you've done really well. And it's not that I don't like racing movies. I mean, there's been a, a number of racing movies over the years that I really enjoyed. Um, but that's going to always be your first hurdle with me is uh, don't make it so much about the cars that I'm just like lost in the details. And this one, I thought, teetered the line very, very well to where I think the car enthusiasts would really enjoy just the backstory and the history and just everything that went into tweaking and the testing and all that. Uh, so I felt I thought you're basically serving two audiences in a movie like this. And I thought they played to both of them very well. If we're looking back to like a fast seven um i feel like the acting and was probably better in this one in ford versus fiari I, I felt like in some ways the movie was better uh but you know and sometimes especially just as an average movie watcher or like i would consider you and myself as yeah. uh sometimes it's just about pure entertainment value um so while I think maybe the acting and stuff was better on this one, uh, I could see where Fast 7 entertainment value would be higher um, just because of just all the craziness and just the intense scenes and uh, just the theatrics of it all. Um, however, having said all that, I'm still going to give this one four. Okay. Um, which I think I graded Fast 7 a three and a half. So, you know, all you Fast and Furious fanatics don't come at me for rating this one higher. Uh, mainly just because, as I stated last week, um, and I thought Fast 7 was an excellent movie. Um, definitely want to go back and watch all the other ones. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of times when it, it, it comes down to what what is appealing to me, and sometimes movies that are extremely over the top, aren't going to appeal to me and unless the movie is set up as a supernatural or, you know, out of this world type thing, then yes. And no rules, but when it's an more of an earthly movie, that's supposed to be realistic, then I can still enjoy it, but I'm not going to grade it extremely high. So this one obviously is, you know, it was based on a true story. Uh, so there was no like necessarily just ridiculous over the top type stuff. Uh, so I thought it was very well done. Matt Damon, Christian Bell, just a tremendous job. Um, and again, I always tend to grade a movie higher if I get a little surprise. And I was not expecting to enjoy this movie as much. Um, I went into it thinking I'll probably give it, you know, I'll, I'll probably have a three, three and a half experience out of this one. And I just really enjoyed the movie. I just thought it was very well done. Like I said, I thought they teetered the line perfectly as far as appealing to a wide um, audience. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to hear what you thought of it. All right, cool. Um, 
so I am going to give this film three and a half wrenches. Um, yeah, pretty much for like the same reasons you did. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I'm not really like a huge fan of like. It really depends on like biopics, like on which ones I, you know what I mean. Like I, they're really hit or miss for me. Um, but I think this one helped knowing that like I didn't really know the people. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really, I wasn't really familiar with you know who, who we were covering other than like you know, Shelby, and I didn't even know who that you know outside of like the name of the car. I didn't really wasn't really familiar with anything. Um, so, you know, like a lot of these names, the same with McLaren, um, a lot of these names, I didn't really like, I didn't know the stories behind them. So, you know, it's a lot easier for me to like, enjoy those kind of films like that. So yeah, I, um, even though like, I'm not like huge into like, like a car enthusiast, I was still able to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean like sometimes like, and I, I have a hard problem like not looking at my phone sometimes with longer longer movies like this. Um, but, you know, I still enjoyed it and I had a lot of fun. So uh, three and a half. Nice. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those movies where it was done well enough to where it would be difficult, I think, for anybody to give it below a three, three and a half. Yeah. But I'm not sure there'd be very many people that give it above a four either. So I felt like it was very safe in that three to four range where be very difficult for anybody to think it was a terrible movie or that it wasn't really good. Um, but there probably wasn't enough there for many people to think, dude, this is the best car related movie I've ever seen in my life. Type deal. So yeah. So yeah, definitely a very solid entry in the, the car movie genre. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually surprised by it. I will say like, I did enjoy it a lot more than, than I expected. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Sweet. Definitely glad I watched it. Thank you for that recommendation, my friend. Um, so who is your dude or dud of the week? And I kind of have a feeling, I kind of have a feeling that we're going to have the same one just because of, this might be the second time in history that we've ever had the same one. But, yeah. I'm ready to see who you are, just based because I think it's going to be the same one. Go ahead. Who is your dude or dud of the week? All right, I'm going just because I picked probably way too many dudes. I'm going to go with a dud. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, and uh, the let's make sure I get my characters right. I believe it's the the Leo baby BB. Yeah, BB. Uh, I thought he was the one that was totally against Miles and um. You know, obviously played the antagonist. Uh, so, yeah, just... And obviously, I mentioned that Ford kind of distanced himself from the movie because of the way he was portrayed. So it may not have been an accurate portrayal, but we're great in the movie, not real life. So as right. far as the movie, he's definitely my dad. I'm like, dude, come on. Just... Uh, and it just goes back to, you know, Miles wasn't the traditional corporate guy. You know, he's he's not the one... You know, he just wants to go out and do his job and... Not have to worry about all the, the silly corporate stuff. Um, not kissing anybody's butt on the way, that kind of deal. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be my dud just because he was just that that guy. I love the guy that played him. I'm uh forgot what his name was, but <laughs> I really like him. Yeah, and he's in uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that like you see in like everything and you like him and everything, but you can never remember his name. He's always like like playing like 
I can't remember, Trump but yeah. I'm trying to think if it's like Josh, is it Joshua something? Joshua Jackson? I don't know. But anyway, um, so yeah, who you got, dude or dud? So yeah, I'm actually going to have a um I'm actually gonna have a dude. And I, that's why I'm kind of surprised that that you um that you didn't do this because I'm gonna pick Molly as my dude. Uh she's just just like and it like I mean, every scene that she was in, she was great. But I don't know. We always love we always love a strong woman on this podcast. And I don't know. I love like he Miles is just like, you know, he's this real almost like an asshole to some extent. But like yeah. Molly's still like he Molly still puts him in his place. And I love it. Like she gives no shits. She will stand up to him more than any other man does in the show or in the movie. And yeah. I love it. Like she sees right through his bullshit, does not put up with it. And between like the speeding scene where she does that and like their <laughs> station wagon. And then when they get into the fight and she just, she literally just pulls out a lawn chair and just watches them. And then when they get done, she just goes over and hands them like the Cokes and she's just like, all right, cool. You done. Love it. Um, yeah. So she is my dude of the week. 100%. We definitely got close to picking the same one because when I, I was cons- when I was considering a dude, I was like, I don't want to go too obvious on this one with <laughs> with either Shelby or Ken's character. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Ken's wife, I thought would have been a solid choice for that, just because, like you said, we uh, so oftentimes movies replicate real life, and in, and in so being, it's usually the woman that's the voice of reason, and in, yeah. in, in, in the midst of chaos and just guys being complete idiots uh, well i mean in all fairness that's i mean like i hate to talk about it, but like they are usually the ones that will keep us in check so, yeah fair point so, uh but yeah good stuff yeah loved it loved it um so you got any questions for me this week so sticking with the theme of cars i'm curious we, we talked about before like the first car yeah and and hopefully the answer is a little bit different but uh, especially since these cars were, you know, about Mustangs and Fiaris. And do you have that one car that you were like, man, that was, that was the car I was like either most proud of, or that was the closest thing I had to like a sports car type deal. Or... Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I was probably, I think I got it when I was a senior in high school and from a senior in high school until my mid twenties, I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse and it was like, it was a, I don't even remember all the specs on it, but like it had a sunroof. It was maroon. It had like tan interior and you couldn't tell me anything. Like I was, it had Chrome rims, uh, yeah it had like racing rims on it and i was yeah i was all about it loved it uh literally owned it forever i put one hundred and eighty thousand miles on it before i ran it out um yeah it's probably one of my favorite cars that i've owned and i've owned like several at this point but you know it was obviously like very small at the same time um i remember like i could only fit like three people in it you know anything more was just like amazing <laughs> so it was literally like one person in the front like me driving one person in the passenger seat and then one person like in the would do like the feet on one side and then the, they would sit their butt on the other side of the seats so yeah um that was mine what about you man all right so you know 
it was the follow-up to my T1 triple O car. <laughs> so obviously anything was gonna be more sporty step, than that. It was a step, anything was a step up. <laughs> but I actually did have a Ford Mustang. Um uh, it was oh, nice. uh, an 86 Ford Mustang, like my T1 thousand just it, it was done, it was gone. Uh so uh now granted, you know, it wasn't like the GT version, it was maybe the, the LX or something like that. And and it was older at the time, like 86. I probably bought it in 93, 94. Um, but I had a little moonroof on it. And, and yeah. I was pr- I was proud of it. Now, you know. There you go. Most of the younger guys, you know, using daddy's money, had the newer, you know, fancier, souped up Mustang. So it wasn't like I was trying to compete with them. But, but for me and following up the T-1000, um, it was probably the closest I came to, you know, be like, oh yeah, look at me, look at my sports car. And, uh, although I did after that car, uh, see if you remember these, I had a Geo Storm. Yeah, I do. I do remember the Geo Storm. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is uh, when Steph and I first met, uh, she had a Geo Storm as well. She had a blue one, and I had a, <laughs> I had a red one. And uh, so yeah, it was pretty funny. That's cute. Yeah, good old Geo Storms. All right. Well, um, so Jeff, uh, because of my busy past two weeks, um, I forgot to number one put a poll up for a listener's choice episode and number two before i picked this theme i didn't really realize that there was a no streaming originals so um i kind of pulling an audible and um i'm just gonna throw a movie out there that i've always kind of wanted to see i don't know if you're familiar with it but um we'll make this like a classic week and we'll go with american graffiti um have you ever seen it before Ew, that's one of those that if I have, it's been so long, I probably remember zero about it. All right, cool. Well, it's on Netflix. So if you guys want to watch that with us this week and listen in next week for the hopefully better <laughs> recap of that, um, we will be watching American Graffiti on Netflix. So, um, Jeff, you got anything else before we get out of here this week? No, it's been fun. Uh, nice little break for us. Yeah, yeah. We both love the whole travel life, but yes. it's expensive, and we don't get Very to do it near so. as much as, as we'd like. But, hey, when the opportunity arrives, take it, people. Go yes. out there, see the world, be adventurous, go travel. Yes. Carpe diem. Seize the cart. Whoop, whoop. All right. Um, Jeff, anything else? I think that does it for me. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for doing this with me every week and for putting up with my shenanigans, even when I call audibles and cancel uh, last minute on a weekly episode. Um, And thank you listeners for also doing the same and for supporting us every week. Um, Thank you for, uh, you know, just giving us a listen that really does help us out. And um, if you also want to help us out, you can give us a one-time rating review and making sure that you're subscribed. You can also share the podcast with any friends or family that you think may love us. Um, And yeah, if you want to support us financially and turn this into a job instead of a hobby, you can do so by clicking uh, the link of Patreon down in the show notes and giving us to a giving to us there um and um yeah thanks again and remember seven thousand plus go like hell
Peace out. Nice. That was a good episode, I think. Even though it's kind of short, I think it's going to be good. Well, it's good to have short ones mixed in. Yeah. The if short ones have... make the longer ones look better. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Take that as you may. <laughs>